and welcome to this episode of The Modernist, a podcast dedicated to empowering the modern individual through sharing the stories of inspiring founders and people of our community. In this episode, we welcome and meet Elodie Lavessa, who is a neuroscience and wellbeing coach, speaker and podcast host. In this episode, we discuss with Elodie her journey in terms of reinventing her career from leading a marketing team to now founding her business called the Shine Bright Academy. We talk about all things relating to career, leadership and mindfulness. So without further ado, let's get started. So Elodie, it is great to have you on the podcast today and thank you for like taking the time um, to come and speak to us. Please, could you start by introducing yourself? Uh, what do you do? That'd be amazing. Yeah, thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me on your amazing podcast. I'm very uh, grateful. Um, so I'm an ex-marketer reconverted into a um, neuro-coach. So I don't like to call myself a coach because coaching nowadays is has different meaning. And uh, I felt like I'm, you know, I'm probably like the way I would describe myself is I help CEOs, high executive and founders to basically reconnect to their core desires, but also to overcome limiting beliefs that will probably stop them to tap into their full potential. So we do strategies and we do mindset work. Mm, amazing. It's um, obviously quite, when I heard the word kind of um, neuro neuroscience and kind of um, it very, it's very specific, could you tell us a bit more about that as well, that element and why did you specifically kind of pick uh, yeah. science coaching as opposed to kind of yeah because you could have picked like anything else but that's very like it's very niche and I think quite special so yeah so when I reconverted myself I obviously you could do any training in coaching you have tons of them <laughs> so I, I actually I was being coached at the time and um and I felt like okay, what do I, what do I want to study, you know? And the thing that came to me was um, the neuroscience coaching um, with leadership. So it was a combination, it is actually a combination of, it's called brain-based coaching, like the, the clear term for it, which basically incorporate like the knowledge and the understanding of neuroscience, but also like the cognitive psychology. And so we're working, you know, with the brain in mind when we do coaching. So that helps uh, people to optimize their brain function and so that improve your thinking patterns and it, it actually enhance your overall well-being and your performance along the way. I chose this because I felt that by understanding the brain, you have different tools and techniques that can help you to, you know, regulate your emotion, um, like doing mindset shift you know create sustainable change um so all of those things that's why i choose brain brain coach brain-based coaching which is with neuroscience so that was one part but one part of me was missing and that's when i went into exploring the spiritual side of you know myself so that's less I didn't learn a specific techniques or, you know, in coaching for spiritual leaders. But um, so I went on, on a path as well of, of developing my spiritual path, which was all to do with shamanism, with tantra, with Taoism. And so what I do now, it actually helps with, you know, the weaving with like the business, with the spiritual. So I'm weaving all of those 
together so that I can help people to regulate their emotion, to, you know, set goals uh, in a way that feels aligned so that they can take the right actions to reach to their goals. Um, so this is, this is, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get you. And I think, you know, I, I relate to what you're saying in that, you know, um, coaching to some degree is quite a, uh, you have to kind of always get in someone's mind. Well, not, not in a weird way, but like <laughs> in, in a kind of, in a helpful way that, you know, you need to understand how someone thinks, right? And from that comes the understanding of neuroscience and the way that the brain functions, because we all have kind of, I guess, different ways of creating habits, making habits or breaking habits. So I think understanding that, I think, you know, you, you obviously understood that. And I think that's, uh, that's great. And I think that's why that's probably made your kind of vision so successful. Um, I think it would be lovely to hear about the, the Shine Bright Academy, because I know you've kind of organized events and you've done stuff outside of just like individual one-to-one coaching. So it'd be lovely to hear a bit more about your kind of vision and path with that. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's one to one coaching, uh, private coaching. So I work with people for like three, six months to a year, uh, because I believe coaching is a relationship. It's not just a one off experience. Um, it's actually, you know, I become a team member of my client. Uh, whether you know when they have their business, um, we don't only work on the mindset. We work on the strategies as well of their business to help them grow, and um, and so that's really key. I Think. Um, so one-to-one coaching I do groups as well uh, um, for yeah I've got one in September it's called manifest it's a 90-day program for accountability where we do uh, goals settings and uh, mindset as well working on limiting belief um, and uh, I've got my new cohorts in September and then I do a lot of like collaboration so I work with um, other coaches actually that you know or different people in different industry where I feel like there is a fit where I can bring and add values and at the moment for example I'm planning to speak at an event in Texas Austin um, it's called South by Southwest in 2024 and so that's like we are basically like trying to to find like a, a, a subject for um, the subject actually we've chosen is the relationship of the feminine pleasure and money so basically using feminine as feminine energy as a strength and so we are pitching that subject so those kind of collaboration are key because there is a message that needs to be given to the world and you know where we need to feel more um, because now that's a necessity for survival, right? So it's, I think what I do goes beyond coaching and it's definitely like heart centered um, in a way that I feel like we need to embrace who we are and own our gift um, and different collaboration. Like again, next year in March, I'm collaborating with another coach who is based in Norway Wow. Uh, we're doing a, a, a feminine conscious leader retreat day uh, where we're going to help women to find their voice, to connect to their purpose, you know. So all of those things like to create that sense of belonging and how do you create meaningful communities. So the so one-to-one coaching, group coaching and then different events uh, and collaboration that I do. So this is this is what embodies the Shine Bright Academy because it's not just me. There is a big part of me and then there is a big part of collaborations. 
Amazing. I love that. And how did you, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning, you had come from kind of your marketing background. Tell us that whole journey, because I know you. So the way we kind of met initially was actually through Albright and you came to speak at uh, one of the the networking events. And it was amazing to hear your story. And that really like stood out to me and impacted me. So it'd be lovely, I think, for those who are listening to know just your career journey, because it's quite quite a story. Thank you, Elisa. Um, well, uh, so I was, uh, I had a corporate career for 17 years in marketing, uh, within different industries. And, um, probably like the last seven years of my life was, um, working as a head of international marketing for Universal Music, so big corporate. Um, and five years ago, I, I felt, I needed, I mean, I loved what I did because it actually, you know, served me to my career now. So everything that you're doing before, it's not, you know, a waste of time. You are growing uh, and you are learning on your path. So when I decided to reinvent my career it's because it was this deep need inside that felt I felt unfulfilled I felt like something was missing and I was trying to find what that was and for me to be able to to do that was a lot of self-reflection you know like understanding my values understanding my strengths so while I was working I trained as you know with the neuro leadership institute and then I trained in different modalities and then I was starting coaching. I, I even asked the, you know, HR um, at the company I was with at the time to say, do you have somebody I can coach for like six months? You know, and then I got somebody. I actually got somebody from HR and I helped her to step into a position and then she got promoted. And, you know, so all of those things was really key for my, for the beginning of my reinvention. And I'm still growing and I'm still changing, to be fair. Now, two years into my business, I can see that, you know, the steps that I'm taking toward the growth, my growth, but the growth of my clients, it's, it's big. So it's like continuing on that journey where you keep learning, you keep growing. And uh, yeah, so that's probably like, yeah, marketing full time. And I guess I'm still kind of doing marketing as well on the top of coaching, right? Because I'm... Um, you know, I'm helping other with their business, not so much, you know, because I believe marketing is also, I mean, it's a big word, marketing. So you could be digital marketing, you could be doing brand marketing, you know, so, and it has changed along the years, right? And I'm not interested in doing market research. I'm not interested in doing reports because that's also part of marketing, right? So it's really defining what you want to do within marketing. And I, I help those leaders to rebrand themselves as leaders with their brand. So the, this personal branding as well is very key mm. in the part that I play. Mm. Well, well, you kind of answered my next question because I was actually going to ask about how marketing kind of your skills in marketing can be translated into your, your kind of kind of coaching career now. But I think that that it's very interesting that kind of what you mentioned about your kind of helping them to some degree and coming alongside that leader and like helping them grow their business but it's a slightly different perspective but that was very interesting for me and I really want to know I guess a bit more about why why the change from kind of corporate world to your own business was that driven by what was that driven out of was it a desire for kind of freedom or yeah where did that kind of come from? Mm, I think that came from a long 
a longing <laughs> that was there from the beginning. Um, I think I was uh, I was always aspired to be an entrepreneur. Uh, always had ideas on the side of jobs. Like I was always I always had projects on the side. So I always had side gigs. So when I was working uh, earlier in my career, I set up, well, I was kind of like blogging about digital marketing. So I was going to interview a couple of people and I was, you know, at the time it was quite new. And then I set up um, uh, another project called um, The Girl Experience, where I was putting brands and the audience together under one event. So that was face to face. And I remember flowering to get people, but it was quite successful at the time. I had like I don't know, 60 to 90 women at those events. And because they didn't have a hub to go to at the time, so it was quite beautiful to see those women coming together uh, and working with brands as well. That was also a big learning for me and getting support and help. I did like some exhibitions. So I always had this like desire to become an entrepreneur. I just didn't know exactly what it was, but I could see like, you know, my strengths. Like I kept reading books on you know, personal development, personal growth since I'm like 15. So for me, this is not new. It's actually, it was meant to be, you know, when I look back at the path and my journey, like reading books, going to conferences, attending workshops, networking with different professionals that were already in that field. Actually, I didn't know that I was actually building the path to where I am today. So, so, so this desire of, Having it, doing it on my own was always there. Freedom is, is one thing, but um, freedom means different things from different people. And for me, what was, you know, I wanted to make a difference on my own. I wanted to find my own voice. I wanted to express myself in the way that would have an impact. It doesn't mean that you can't have an impact in a corporate. You can. It's just, it's just for me, it was, it was kind of liberating to to just do something, you know, I wanted to work anywhere in the world. And so this is what I'm doing now, you know, from Spain, Portugal, London, like it doesn't matter France where I am, I can still do what I do. Um, and I didn't want to go and be stuck to a desk. Although when I was working in my last company, I traveled around the world because teams were around the world. So it gave me this pre-taste about where, what could I do to keep this? So there were things I wanted to keep. So I've learned what I liked. I've learned what I didn't like. And now I'm just making it happen all together. Amazing. Wow. And what do you think is kind of, um, you know, for those who are listening, who want to perhaps kind of follow maybe a similar career path, what are, what are kind of um, tips you could give them? Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the space of where the work that they're doing is not necessarily aligned with their vision or purpose. They're just kind of doing it to get by. And I think that is such a common problem I see. But I think when you're kind of, you know, for you, you've aligned yourself to something that you're, is, you know, very much in the heart of your purpose and you're helping people. And I think, what advice could you give to people trying to figure that out and trying to, you know, reinvent their career essentially? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, and there is a lot of people like who feel, interestingly, you know, I have clients that come to me um, because they are in the loop. So you go into a role, you go into your career, and then three years later, you feel a gap. Like there is something that's missing. You're not growing as fast or you're not fulfilled. Like there is, and then you go to another career and 
And three years later, this happened again. And then you were in that loop, right? And then sometimes we don't see it. So there is a pattern that needs to be broken. And um, because we think that, okay, I'm going to get this next job. But actually, the work goes beyond the next job. It's actually deeper than that. So the, the thing that was really useful for me when I did that, reinvented my career, was this deep self-reflection, you know, time to reflect on your interests, on your value, on your strengths, like identify what really truly motivates you. What do you enjoy doing, right? We in a world where everything is possible, right? In, when you're thinking about infinite possibilities, because we tend to limit ourselves to what we can do and what we can actually do. So because there is like that difference about, you know, this self-awareness will actually help you to align with this new career path or this passion. I mean, reading books, going to events, you know, like networking with different professionals that are already doing it or if you know what you want to do. Or if you don't, you know, just go and explore, talk to people, go to conferences that you will feel the conferences or the workshops that you are drawn towards because you will get this sensation in your body that are like, I feel this in my heart. Like, this is really exciting. I'm curious about it. So follow that thread, right? This is your intuition talking and and follow it. You you can trust to just go and explore. It doesn't mean that this is what you're going to do, but you can go and explore. Um, Yeah, I guess like, it's, it's all about, yeah, you know, once you know what you want to do, then it's like looking at the gap, you know, do you need training? Do you need to, to do anything for, 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 for tra- transitioning into what you want to do? And, uh, and this is when you start building your personal brand, right. Um, to, to show your skill, but this is, this is definitely a pass on reinventing yourself. There is definitely like steps because some people know exactly what they want to do and some don't. So it case by case by basis, I would guess. Mm, I think um, I think it's it's always such a journey, isn't it? As well, I think you know, for me personally, you can just kind of start on something and you're like, actually, maybe this is not quite for me, and then you have to kind of go back to the drawing board. And I think life is always like that to some degree. It's kind of this this thing of you know changing and evolving, and then having that acute self awareness where you could kind of have time to yourself and I think that's something that I really try and do is like even on a weekly basis and just have that time to yourself be like okay is these things that I'm doing aligned with where I want to go and what I want to do and I think that is something that I see lacking in a lot of people is just that self-awareness or like being able to carve out the time to like have for yourself and your own vision and what you want to achieve um so yeah um that's kind of just my thoughts but what what is kind of Time. Like, I think, yeah, sorry, you go for it. No, <laughs> no, but I was going to say, like, carving out time is, yeah. is, is what it is, right? And most people don't because we get so busy, you know. Uh, we are doing, 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 doing. We don't get the time to just be and explore who we are. So carving the time to just be, and that's super important. And this is what I keep telling my clients. But actually, when you come to a coaching session with me, you are you are exploring what being means mm, yeah. and and it's and, and actually you can be what you're doing i mean it is all like you know what i teach and how we 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 dance with those being versus doing and how we explore um but you're right like it's you know when you're reinventing yourself it takes time it takes you know effort and 
we have to remain patient. I think, you know, not, in a world where we can get everything in two seconds, right? You want to eat, you can order Uber, you want to, you want to watch a movie, you go on Netflix, you know, you, it's, it's, it's instant. The reinvention of your past is not instant. It's yeah. a journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of patience. And um, you kind of just roughly started speaking about it there. But what is kind of almost say I was a client of yours, what would kind of be your coaching style? How how do you, you know, work with your clients? And what are the kind of typical problems as well do you see that kind of is amongst the clients that you have? It would be great to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, so when, so I bring this experience of of my 17 years in marketing managing teams. So that's as as a leader, you know, into that field, I could managing teams that helped me to, to you know, to show those different um, assets or how would you call that, you know, like different skills of what leader needs to have. So showing empathy and, you know, creating um, psychological safety. So all of those things served me to where I am now in my coaching um, in my coaching style, so the neuroly, the you know the, the neuroscience coaching, all those tools that I have, plus the um, the different tools that I have for more like mindfulness, meditation, you know, somatic um, breathing. So those different pillars brings a different element to my coaching style. So, but what I'm focusing on when I work with my clients is mainly about how do they, how do we harmonize. Um, the masculine and feminine energies and I think this is mainly when you know when I get clients coming in because they're anxious about something so we look deep into what is making you anxious usually it's not the first thing so we go deeper and um, and we look into okay so what are the practices that you can do once you've nailed the, the, the core of, of what that is how can you remember so that's when the neuroscience come in place as well to create those like healthy habits so you can bring that and and sometimes it could be just with an image right because sometimes we are more visual so you could think of I don't know an animal for example and you know you will think about the um, um, you know what you're thinking when you have an animal in your head and you'll be like okay I can think that you know, um, a lip, lip, lip out or whatever that, you know, whatever it's strong. And I feel like it's fast. And, you know, so you use those, uh, skills into your daily life. Um, and then is how you can embody them. So then we go into the embodiment of the person that you want to be. So it's always like a, a dance, uh, in, in coaching. It's, um, you know, I'm for, the powerful coaching conversation that we have generate insights and those insights can really transform the the next stage of your life because I'm not here to give you the answer but I'm here to guide you on those insights that will because they will be more your insight than mine insight so I will inspire you towards those insights and guide you but I'm not here to give you you know a list of the things that you have to do Mm-hmm. That was actually, I, I've, I've done, I think the first time I did coaching was a few years ago uh, when mm-hmm. I was um, 
I'd kind of just started studying and working at the same time and it was very stressful for me and I'd experienced burnout and I just needed someone just to like offload all my brain stress <laughs> to and um I remember you know they they said the first thing they're like I'm not here to give you the answer and I was like oh <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> but yeah no, th- that I think was great because to some degree you know the answer is in yourself and you just almost need to kind of have someone to give you a key to unlock that and that's kind of the way I've always seen co- you know to be coached um is that you've got it in you you just need to have someone to kind of bring it out of you um yeah exactly yeah yeah it's a beautiful it's a beautiful relationship right and you see is this like vulnerability of you know as long as the the you know as long as you can make your client feel safe and you know that that's also one of my key you know my ability to make the client feel safe in a confidential space um that's when you can be vulnerable you can be yourself you don't have to hide like i'm not somebody you have to please or no you just be yourself just express yourself because and that will help us to find what you need to do to overcome what you're going through Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, it, you know, you mentioned as well previously about female leadership and like female masculine energies and how have you kind of developed your own kind of leadership as, as a, as a woman in a kind of a professional industry and what is kind of tips that you could give our female listeners, uh, you know, people, women who want to step out, women who want to do amazing things, but maybe you said, we, we, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about limiting beliefs because I think we all have them, but it'd be great to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it's good. And it's also the definition of leadership that's important, right? Um, so, you know, when you consider leadership, because there is, I mean, I focus a lot on like, I, I do conscious leadership, because I, I see a slight difference. I mean, I, I actually, I feel like there is added value to leadership when you can add the word conscious. That's So when you have this ability to guide, you know, people, inspire them. And, you know, when you're working toward the same goal, especially when you have a team, right? Um, and I heard somebody said once, you know, actually, coaching wasn't called coaching years ago. You know, it was called leadership, because that's what we do every day, right? And so when you're bringing self-awareness, when you're bringing this authenticity and this holistic approach, then coaching is more effective or your leadership style, you know, because you can bring that into coaching. When I did my course um, of, of um, neuroscience leadership coaching, they, everybody, every manager, every leader needs to be a coach because you get to know people in different ways. And this is how you can help others. So I really encourage every leader to become a coach in a way, you know, to become self-aware, to have that clear vision, to, you know, be able to communicate ideas in a, in a way that is understood by others. Um, there is those skills that, you know, like the deep listening. Deep listening is really important. Like even if somebody is talking, like what are they really saying? Are, are you listening, right? It's... It's going back to that, like bringing this conscious awareness of your own emotion as, you know, as a coach, as a leader, I need to understand what are my own emotions. So again, it's like understanding who you are. That's super important. Um, Other other things that uh, empathy, that's definitely a big, you know, like uh, empathy, understanding others' emotions as well. Once you've understood yours, then can you show empathy for others and adding mindfulness practice as, you know, a, a, a conscious leaders, 
what mindfulness practices will help you to get into into tapping f- your full potential with regulating your own nervous system so that you can you know step in to that leaders of yours yeah mm. and have you um yourself kind of experienced you know limited mindset or challenges you know perhaps restarting your business or in your marketing roles how did you kind of overcome those at that time yeah definitely yeah so when I started my business I mean the biggest thing for me was you know the jump from 17 in corporate to having your own business um so the transition was was probably the hardest things right so Yes, obviously, uh, working on my limiting belief, like, on the, but you need to be aware of them. So sometimes you're like, you know, the more you talk with other people that let you talk, then you can see this is what's blocking me. I need to overcome that. Um, I set up my own board of directors, which helped me to transition. So I was part of different groups, um, business owner, entrepreneurs who already had their own business that really inspired me. And I could see their blockage. And so I was more aware of mine. You know, those kind of things. So the support you can get, it's it's key. It's 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 what you, sh- you know, you can do. Um, because you don't have to do this alone. So I had I had coaches, I had a coach. I mean, I had different coaches during different time and also mentors. And, um, and I set up my own team. So those were my friends, you know, or people I really admire. And I was going to go on a chat with them. So those people would help me to... Because I was thinking, oh, how am I going to do it? How am I going to pay my rent? How, you know, who would want to listen to me? Who would, you know, so all the self-worth, imposter syndrome, which actually imposter syndrome, I think it's good to have because that means that you are challenged and you're outside your comfort zone. So that means gross. So, you know, then it's up to you to decide, you know, why are you on this earth for? Are you here to be comfortable or are you here to grow and learn more about yourself? Mm, I love that uh I think that is so true about you know when you're out of your comfort zone you do get that kind of imposter syndrome and I think um and I think you know as human beings we're so actually so I'm reading at the moment the seven habits of highly effective people I don't know if you've heard of that book um by Stephen Covey and it talks about you know you know people are so comfortable with being comfortable and I think life it's all about stepping out of your concept because that's when you experience the most amount of growth in yourself and the most opportunities. Um, so I guess as we kind of come there to the end of our podcast, I would love to ask two questions, actually. The first one would be, you mentioned about some books that you've been reading. It would be lovely to share some good reads for our listeners um, to help them on this kind of journey of leadership, of kind of um, stepping out of their comfort zone. Whatever you can recommend would be great. And then my second question is, what is kind of the future of your business and your brand? And where are you kind of heading? Hmm, good questions. Uh, book recommendation. <laughs> good. Um, you know, I have two that comes to my mind. Uh, the first one is uh, Simon Sinek. And it's about, I think it's called Infinite Possibilities. Uh infinite uh, it's something like that and and it this is what's really good because it shows you you know um instead of limiting yourself like look at the world with infinite possibilities so when you have a challenge think about all the possibilities that are available for you here so changing perspective i think that was really uh interesting uh and then the second one i recommended to a um 
It's about uh, I. It's a. It's about overcoming the fear of fucking it up, <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, and we do have that a lot, right? Like, oh my god, what if I fell? Or you know, but actually going from a place where let's go and have fun with it, right? It doesn't have to be so scary. You can, you know, it, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. There is an element of seriousness, but there is also an element of fun. And so it's that balance. Um, and I can't remember the name of the, I'm terrible at remembering books' names, but um, I'll let the, I'll tell you, um, and you can put them into the chat or into the note. Uh, but I think the book, it's called how can I fuck this up or something like that? You know, how do, you know, I hope I, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this up or something like that. Um, sorry. I hope I can be rude on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> I mean, it's not really rude, but yeah. <laughs> And the future of my business really quick, you know, it's, it's about what we talked about earlier. So, you know, I keep doing about those, you know, like expanding the business with collaboration and, um, and events. Um, and this is this is where I'm heading, really. So I'm still doing the one-to-one coaching because that's crucial uh, for top top CEOs and leaders, but also um, inviting others to tap into um, into those skills with a bigger event and speaking speaking gigs. Amazing. What a beautiful vision. And yeah, what I'll do is for those listening, I'll put Elodie's website and where you can find her in the show notes. So you can connect with her if you would like, but thank you for being such a inspiring guest and for sharing your journey, but also, um, just some tips that can also help us be better leaders and, um, yeah, be more inspiring women. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Melissa. It was a great pleasure.